Revelation chapter 2, uh, we're going to be there in verse 20, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just going to pray that your Holy Spirit will be the one that leads us and guides us this morning into all truth. Lord, we want to thank you for your words, and Lord God, I want to ask a special blessing on every soul that's represented this morning. They were willing to get up this early this morning, Lord God, to come into your house. And Father, we want to be fed by you. We're praying all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So verse 20 Jesus Christ is talking about the church of Thyatira, and he says there in verse 20, he says, Notwithstanding, he's going to rebuke them a little bit. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So this woman Jezebel, now we know the story of Jezebel, and we went through it last Sunday of the story of Jezebel and how wicked she was. And she's that, she represents, in, in the church, she represents that feminine spirit you find in the church today. It was going, this has been going on for thousands of years, friends. The feminine spirit you see running through the churches where there's this kind of, uh, it's not a manliness to Christianity anymore. It's more of this a softness, this uh, yellow belly cowardness, this uh, let's not offend anybody. This Jesus Christ is walking through the, through the tulips, kissing the, mount, more, kissing the butterflies and uh, licking the morning dew and all this other nonsense. Uh, Jesus Christ was a man's man. Uh, Jesus Christ was a man. This, this Bible is a, is a manly book. Uh, this Bible is a very manly book. And uh, it goes against a lot of what the, the world teaches you, which is great. That's why I love the Bible so much. Uh, if you want to, you want to, you get tired of reading what's going on with the news. You get tired of the way the news portrays the truth. Why don't you get a Bible and read it? You'll be a lot more happy with what the Bible says, because there's a lot more truth in it. But that's this Jezebel, and we talked about this Jezebel. It says she called herself a prophetess. Uh, her prophetess, of course, was she was a prophetess of Baal, or Ashtoreth, which was a female goddess. There was a female goddess uh, in, in, in Baal worship, and there was a male god, male god of Baal. And we got to talk about the feminine spirit that's running through uh, the churches, and the feminine spirit of Jezebel. And we looked at Jeremiah chapter 44 last week, and Jeremiah chapter 44 showed us where the women were running the worship services. They were talking, they were, basically the men were letting the women run everything. They were baking cakes to the queen of heaven. They were, they were back-talking God, and, and, and the, the preacher, Jeremiah, got up there and he told them everything the Lord said. And they said, basically, we don't care what the Lord says, we're going to do it our way. And it's going to be our way. And that's that feminine spirit that's going through the churches today. It's, it, don't, it don't matter what the Bible says about homosexuality or what the Bible says about fornication or what the Bible says about a certain subject. It's how I feel about a certain subject. Now, guys, you can't trust your feelings. Amen. You can't trust your feelings. You've got to go with what the Word of God says. It's facts over feelings. And that's where the church has got it all messed up. They're trusting our feelings. And we're, does it feel right? Well, it doesn't matter if it feels right. Listen, I get up, I don't feel like going to work every day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, I, I, but the fact is, I better get my rear end up and go to work. That's a fact. The feelings have anything to do with it. I don't feel good about work sometimes. But that's the way Christians are trying to run their Christian life, not by facts of the Bible, but by feelings. And that's a feminine spirit. And we saw the wives were running it. And they were worshiping the queen of heaven. And I put this up on the transparency of the Queen of Heaven. That is a Catholic Mary with the baby Jesus as the Queen of Heaven. This is actually a, this is a, a Catholic picture. It's from an a, a authorized Catholic picture. This isn't somebody just drew what they thought Mary looked like. This is an act, actual, 
a picture that the Catholics use to show you Mary. And notice that baby Jesus there, that look, Mary's got a crown. That makes her the queen, right? The queen of heaven. And then you see Jesus has got him a little crown. But look, she's holding Jesus. So if you're, you look at this picture, who's in control of this? The woman, the mother. Yes, queen of heaven. And you see how this baby Jesus, he's got his little uh, blonde hair. Jesus Christ didn't have blonde hair, my friends, <laughs> or blue eyes. He had brown hair, black hair. He's brown-headed, brown, uh, black-eyed. That's more, Jesus Christ wasn't bl br uh, blonde-headed and blue-eyed. But that's how they want to portray him. Now turn to Acts chapter 19. Let's turn to Acts 19. We're looking at this goddesses. Uh, they were worshiping, uh, they would worship, their gods were goddesses. It was a, there was a, it, we think of false gods in the Bible and we think of false gods in the world, but in actuality, there's just as many false goddesses in the world as there are false uh, gods, male deities. There's a lot of female deities. And I'm convinced from my study of, of Satan, uh, Satanism and my study of the devil that the devil is, loves to be worshipped as a woman. A lot of this transgender stuff you see going on, that's, of course, straight from, uh, from hell, from the pits of hell. That's demonism. And you see a lot of that, and that's the devil working. The devil works that way. He loves to be, uh, he's a sexual, sexual deviant, and he loves that kind of worship. But look at Acts chapter 19, verse uh, 23. Acts chapter 19, verse 23. And at the same time, there arose no small stir about that way for a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith, which made silver shrines for Diana brought no small gain unto the craftsmen, whom he called together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this craft we have our wealth. So they're, they're worshiping this goddess, and they're making these goddess images. And what is he, what's, the, what's the main thing he's talking about here? The main thing is we're making money off this. This is how we make our money. This is the way we make our living is from the Diana goddess and how we're making these statues. Verse 26, moreover, you see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul hath persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. We know that to be true. If you have a God that's made with, with hands, that's no God at all. That's a, con that's, a, that's a contradiction. That doesn't make any sense. But you notice how they're mad, not because... Uh, Paul has done anything to them, but Paul is turning other people away from them. That's what makes the Muslims so mad. Islam, that, that, they're killers, they're murderers, because they don't want anybody else to have, they don't want the truth to get out there. That, that's why they're murderers, just the same way they were trying to murder Paul here. Verse 27, so that not only this, our craft, is in danger to be set at naught, but also that the temple of the great goddess Diana should be despised, and her magnificence should be destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worshipeth. And uh, the truth is, is, if you have a God that can be destroyed, if you have a God uh, uh, that can, that's going to battle another God, I'm going to be on the side of the God that's a winner. Amen. Amen. So that, that's, that's what always, never, never, always amazes me is how if Diana's so magnificent, then why can't she take care of herself? Yes. If your God is so wonderful, Islam, why do you have to do the killing for your God? I don't have to do the killing for my God. If my God, don't, if my God wants to kill you, he will kill you. If my God wants to love you, he will love you. Amen. My God does what he wants to do because my God is God. And my God Amen. doesn't have to get me to do any of his dirty work. 
Yeah, amen, brother. Should be destroyed whom all Asia worship. Look at verse 28, and let's close there. When they had heard these sayings, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great, great is Diana of the Ephesians. So this, this goddess has been worshipped. This feminine spirit of Jezebel as a goddess has been worshipped, and she was worshipped as Diana at the time of the Gospels, the time of Acts. And here's a, here's a picture of one of the deities, one of the, uh, the, not deities, but one of the images of this goddess Diana deity. And notice that in, this, in these pictures, that these right here, these are all breasts. These all represent breasts. She's, she's tied to fertility. The goddess is always tied to some way fertility or sex. The, the uh, female goddess is always tied to either fertility or sex in one way or another. And here's another image at the time uh, that they've dug up that's an Im uh, image of Diana. It says, Artemis, daughter of Zeus and sister of Apollo, a huntress goddess, Roman equivalent to Diana. So they were all worshiping these different, and there's different names. For them. Here's a picture of Diana, an early Roman goddess associated with her hunting, virginity, and the moon. So she's associated with the moon. And you see, she's got this little moon crescent on her, on the statue. She's got the little bow. She's got the arrow. And of course, she's got a dog like she's a hunter. Uh, she's a moon goddess, and the male is the sun god. So in Baal worship, the, there was a sun god and there was a moon god. And uh, that's, of course, I talked about this last week. That's a copy of what Christianity is. Our god is, is a sun, is a type of the sun. The sun of righteousness, S-U-N, will rise with healing in his wings. As the church, we're like the moon. We only reflect the sun's light. Without the sun, we are a dead object, just like the moon. So that's where they get that from. And you think, well, man, they were, they were idiots 2,000 years ago. They worship this. They still worship her today. There it is, brother. They, they're worshiping gods, and they're worshiping her today through the Wiccan practice. You ever heard of Wiccan? That's what we'd call modern-day witches. So Diana is still worshipped today by Wiccans, modern-day witches. And here she is, uh, the Wiccan moon goddess Diana. They worship her as a moon goddess. And there's a picture of you can find on the Internet of her, and you see the moons associated. There's the bow. Who else has a bow in the Bible? Who? No. Have y'all hadn't read ahead in Revelation? The Antichrist carries a bow when he rises up, and we'll get into that. Well, he doesn't have an arrow, but he carries a bow. So he's a show Nimrod, what, what was Nimrod in Genesis? Remember what he was called? A great hunter. So she's considered what? She's associated with hunting. So all this stuff goes back to Nimrod. Back to, Nimrod was the, created the first city of Babylon, of Baal worship, of Baal. Of that. So it all goes back, guys, three, 4,000 years ago. This is nothing new, but it's still going on today, and it's, she's still being worshipped as a moon goddess. So there's a book out called The Two Babylons. There's a lot of books out like this, but this is one of the first really good ones. It's The Two Babylons of, or the Papal Worship, proved to be the worship of Nimrod, Nimrod and his wife. Now that Nimrod, remember, I just talked about him, of Babel, Babylon. It's Alexander, Alexander Hislop wrote this book. He published it in 1916. It's an excellent source proving the ties of the worship of Baal and the Catholic Church. And what this book does, it shows you, like I've shown you over these last weeks of studying the book of Revelation, how the Roman Catholic Church, it's nothing more than Baal worship tied to Christianity. And it's where you take the pagan worship of Baal and the Baal goddesses, like Ashtoreth, and you tie it to Christianity. That's where we get the worship, calling Easter, the Resurrection Sunday, calling it Easter. That's where we get the idea 
of, of they got the ideas of worshiping the Queen of Heaven. All that stuff you see in the Catholic Church, that stuff's been going on for thousands of years before the Catholic Church came into being. The only difference is Satanists took the Catholic Church and tried to merge Christianity with it. And it was, uh, it's just a bell worship. Here's a picture of Semiramis and Tammuz. That, they're the, Bi- the Babylon idols or the Babylon idols are gods. And that, was, that would be uh, Nimrod's wife, and then there's, there's the little baby. You see how it's a mother and a child. And that goes all the way back to Babylon. Here's a picture of who? Mary and Jesus. They look a lot, there's a lot of similarities between those two pictures. Because there's a lot of similarities in the two worships. They're worshiping a mother and a child, just like they did way back in the time of Babylon, the worship of the mother and the child. Here's the same thing going on. There's the bell worship. Here, this is going on over in India. Asi and Asara from India. And then, of course, there's the Roman Catholic Madonna and the child. You see how this, it's all tied together. It's all feminine spirit, guys. It's a worship of a, of a, of a goddess, the queen of heaven. I showed you that in Jeremiah 44. If you have a Bible and you read your Bible, it would be real hard to stay a Catholic. And the only reason you stay a Catholic is because you're not reading your Bible. And y'all can like it or lump it or get mad at me, but it's not going to change the truth. Amen. All right, well, look at this right here. Here's worldly worship of the mother and the child goddesses. There's 12 different images of all over the world. Some of these are from India, Africa. Some of these are over from China and, and different places of the world. Well, you see in every one of these are what? They're images showing you a mother with the child, a mother with the child, a mother with the child, a mother with the child. This is all gods that have been worshipped all over the world. See, Satan's been doing this from the time of Babylon. So the Roman Catholic system of making the, which is number 12 here, that's the Roman Catholic system of Mary and the little baby Jesus. That's just satanic, guys. That's just Baal worship. And I'm not trying to hit the Roman Catholic Church. I'm doing it because the Bible is doing it. That's what I'm showing you out of the book of Revelation what's going on. Why Jesus, that's why Jesus is rebuking them. So there's a feminine spirit of Jezebel alive today. And despite all the challenges we face, I remain convinced that, yes, the future is female. Now, I know y'all could have went all day long without seeing a picture of Hillary Jezebel Clinton, but she's a modern-day Jezebel. Amen, 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 Brother Keegan. And she said, in this quote, the future is female. She believes that. That's a feminist saying. A, feminist, a lot of feminists love to wear a shirt that says the future is female. Well, the future is not female. The future is male. It's not female. And there's a, there's a real good, don't you? That makes, see, that, see that picture out there, guys? Go home and kiss your lovely wife and tell her how beautiful she is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for Amen, brother. But that's a Jezebel spirit that's saying the future is female. The future is not female. The future is male. The future is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why I say the future is male. And I put this picture up here of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's done by Dr. Ruckman. The reason why I put this picture up here because it's got Jesus sitting on a white stallion, looking like a king, with blood dripping off his. Attire, just like the book of Revelation says, just like Isaiah says. See, that's a very manly thing right there. And that's why I put, that's why I put that up there, just to kind of offend some of you ladies. Like, oh, that's kind of gross. It's like, oh, good. The Lord is a male 
It's a male God. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. The future's not female. The future's male. Okay, so let's give a... It says that I gave her space to repent of her fornication, talking about Jezebel, and she repented not. That was found in Revelation 2.21. So Jesus Christ said, I gave her space. See, that's, we, we, we get that saying, we use that saying today, amen? We say, uh, give me a little bit of space, mm-hmm. right? We say that. That's, stuff, that's the stuff that comes out of the Bible. But he gives her space to repent of her fornication. See, all this is fornication. It's not just fornication you're doing physically, but it's fornication you're doing spiritually. You can commit spiritual fornication. You can cheat against your Lord and God by worshiping another idol, Raymond brought that up very first because he's read the book of Exodus, and he is now a, he is now a, for, a leading uh, scholar on the book of Exodus. Brother Raymond is. He loves to tell me every Sunday and Wednesday things he's read out of the book of Exodus. But one of the things he read out of the book of Exodus, he, loves to, he just talked about this morning, is that the Lord thy God is a jealous God. Amen. And just like a man that's married to a woman, he would not be happy to find out his wife's cheating on him. And that's what's happening. It's not just a, spirit, a physical fornication, guys. It's a spiritual fornication. You've got to be, me- be careful what you're messing with. Amen. And you're not going to get your father jealous at you. Amen. We're the bride of Christ. You don't want Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, your husband, to get mad at you. And if he does, he'll do something to you. Now, let's look at the end of Jezebel. Look at uh, the, the, this first king. Go to 2 Kings chapter 9. Let's look at that. Let's read this together. 2 Kings chapter 9. Let's look what happened to the end of Jezebel. First Kings, uh, go to 2 Kings chapter 9. But in 1 Kings, it tells you a prophecy. But go to 2 Kings chapter 9, and I'll read you 1 Kings chapter 21 for time's sake. And what happened was Jezebel had killed Naboth and got his vineyard for got Naboth's vineyard and got it for her husband Ahab. And when she killed killed Naboth, uh, Elijah shows up and Elijah pronounces judgment on Ahab. But he also pronounces judgment on Jezebel. And he and he said the Lord said that the dogs shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. That was a prophecy. That God said that's what's going to happen to Jezebel, guys. When some, you have a Jezebel in your mix, I don't care what Jezebel it is, there's a, there's a, there's a payday coming. And God's going to judge that Jezebel and bring her down. And you don't want to be Jezebel. Uh, you don't want to be a man that has a female spirit. A man, could be, a man can have a Jezebel feminine spirit. And I've seen a lot, I, I've run into the, some of these preachers, and I run into them, and they're so queer, they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. It's like, why would anybody want to follow you in a church, much less follow you into anywhere? I mean, you're, you're so soft. And that's why a lot of men don't like to go to church, because they get up there and they see this half-queer up there talking, and he, all milly-mouth and everything else. I don't have to agree with everything you said, but at least have, 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 some, have some strength about what you say. Be a man about it. I, there's a lot of men that I don't agree with, but it's a whole lot hard to respect them when they just all milly-mouthed and... And, you know, that's how the devil talks, like a serpent. But look at Second Kings chapter 9, verse 30. Now, when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jehu's going to, he's the one that's executing out God's judgment, just like God wants, okay? And Jezebel heard of it. She painted her face and teared her head and looked out a window. So she hears that here comes Jehu. So what she does, she paints up her face. She puts on some makeup. 
ladies. And she gets her hair all fixed up nice, and she curls it up real nice and gets it up real. She's going to look, look real, real pretty. And that's the way a lot of people think. A lot of people think they can fix themselves up and look really, really nice, and that's going to get them out of a lot of things. And it don't. It don't get you out of anything. You see this in the law system in America. You see a guy get arrested and you see his mug shot and his hair is all sticking out like this. And he's got dirty clothes on and, he, and his face is all dirty. And then what do you see when he comes in the courtroom? He's wearing a suit. and He's got his hair cut. He's real, real nice. He wants to look real nice for the, for the judge. Amen. That's how a lot of people think. And she, that's what she's doing. Verse 31, and, and as Jehu entered in at the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace who slew his master? So she's quoting a verse about Zimri and reminding him of what happened with Zimri. And that's what Jezebel feminine spirit will do. It'll use God's word against you. It'll try to use God's words against you. Uh, uh, they'll say stuff like, they'll quote the Bible when they don't believe the Bible. Judge not lest ye be judged. They'll say stuff like that. They'll use God's words against you. Try to use God's words. when I mean, they don't believe God's words. So you're okay to tell them, shut your mouth. You don't believe what you just said. You, let's, what am I trying to say to you this morning is this. For so many years, this feminine spirit got into the church, and it's ruined the church. The men that I respect, the men that uh, Billy Sunday, Dwight O. Moody, when you go and talk, you go and uh, Lester Roloff, you look at these men that were leaders of the church back at the turn of the century. Before this feminine spirit started getting in the church, these were men's men. They, they didn't mind offending somebody. If I brought Billy Sunday into this church and let him preach one Sunday, y'all would freak out. B- Billy Sunday would stomp his feet, point his finger right in your face, and say you were doing wrong. And he would, he, it was a man's man. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of preaching we need. Abraham Lincoln said, I want to, see a, I want to hear a preacher that's preaching like he's, uh, like he's fending off bees. And that's a true, you know, he's like this, fending off bees. But we don't have that anymore. And what I'm trying to tell you as Christians, guys, get some guts. Amen. You say, well, I might offend them. Offend them. <laughs> they don't mind offending you. Give an opinion, give an opinion, give, just, you know, it's okay. It's, it's okay. So, she's doing this, and she's saying, had Zimri peace who slew his master? Look what happens in verse 32. And he lifted up his face to the window and said, who is on my side? Who? <laughs> so, he's ignoring her, and he said, hey, who's in there? Who's on my side? Who's in, who's, who, who's, who's on my side? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. So he's yelling out, who's on my side up there? And these two eunuchs, they, they come looking out the window. Don't you know Jezebel's saying, y'all get away from that window. <laughs> you know that's what she was saying, amen? amen? What are y'all doing over there? Yo, man, get over there. Yo, Because that was her servants. But they looked out, those, it says two or three of them, they looked out there like, uh, we're on your side. <laughs> Verse 33, and he said, throw her down. So they threw her down. And some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses, and he trod her underfoot. Ooh, there's a picture up here. You can't see it. I think I believe this is Gustav Doré who, who who did this picture. He has he has a eunuch throwing Jezebel down off the thing. And not only does she get thrown down from her window and thrown down on the ground, but it says that Jehu he just takes his horse and he just runs her over and stomps all over her, make sure she's dead. Ouch. And Jehu, y'all guys read this stuff. 
Go home and read this. Go read this. Jehu was doing exactly what God wanted him to do. And God said, you know what, Jezebel? The dogs are going to eat you by this wall. That's the prophecy. And he did. Verse 34, when he was come in, now this is Jehu. When he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, Go see now this cursed woman and bury her, for she is a king's daughter. Guys, these people are not like me and you. They can have a, they can have a woman thrown out of the window. They can take their horse and stomp all over and get her ki- you know, blood splattered everywhere. And then they can go in there and they can grab a sandwich and eat. Do you see that? And when he's come in, he did eat and drink. He said, hey, guys, let's go. We got that done. We got that job done. Let's, just like you got through fixing the car or something. Let's go get something to eat. You never have been in the army, have you? No, brother, I haven't. I haven't. I really, is that what, that's that the situation you have to deal with, kill people yeah. and then eat something? Yeah. I've heard that, brother. I heard, I, I've heard a, a guy from Fiat, who was in Vietnam, he told me the exact same thing you said. You get used to it, I guess. Yeah. We're, so, we're, we're so spoilt by God, you know, that we're not used to seeing this stuff. We couldn't even imagine it. But this is what needs to be done. God wanted this took care of. So he says, go bury her because she's a king's daughter. But she's a cursed woman. Verse 34. Verse 35, and they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Dogs got the rest of it. Wherefore they came again, told him, and he said, He said, This is the word of the Lord, which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezebel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of that field and the portion of Jezreel. So they shall say, say they, that they shall not say, this is Jezebel. That's the end of Jezebel. Uh, she was uh, just manure spread about. The dogs were eating her. She didn't even, they didn't have hardly anything to bury. And she was a king's daughter. So it doesn't matter how high up you get in society. God's still going to bring you down and going to destroy you. You don't want to have this Jezebel feminine spirit. You don't want to have it. You want to be what the Lord wants you to be. And the Lord was a man's man. He, he, he didn't mind offending people and he didn't mind calling them. Now, you know, go read Matthew 23. Jesus Christ, and we read through that, right? Jesus Christ in Matthew 23 is calling them venomous snakes, vipers, hypocrites to their face. Now go read that and tell me you can read that, read that with, with the... With the, with the with this, ah, oh, you venomous snake, you know. You know, you read that and you know what's going on. You can hear in those, even in reading the words, you can hear Jesus Christ's voice being raised as he's reading this. You make them two more the children of hell. You're damning them. You're, you know, he's, you can tell. You're white as sepulchers. You know, you could just hear when you're just reading this without having anybody read it for you. Guys, we need to try to make sure we don't have a feminine spirit. And ladies, uh, that's why the Lord has set it up for men to run the church. Yes. He doesn't want that feminine spirit in there. Now, ladies, I'm not trying to bring you down. I'm just trying to say, you've got a place and the men have got a place. Amen. And it's better for the men to be running things because God wants it that way. Yes. Because we tend to not be making decisions with our feelings. We, didn't, we tend to try to make decisions with facts. Now, that's just the way God's designed us. And uh, y'all, are a lot, y'all are a lot better at having feelings and having emotions and loving on people that need to be loved on. Us men, we have to fight that. Find the love God has.
to for our enemies. Because we're more willing to kill our enemies than to love our enemies. And so, but we as men have to watch out in this church not to hit that feminine spirit about us. And be, oh, well, I don't want to offend them. And I don't want to. No, God set us up here to be a light. And when you turn on a light, if, it, if somebody's in darkness, it makes the darkness run. People don't like the light. When you're in darkness and a light comes on, you say, turn the light out. My eyes hurt. I don't want to see. Amen? You say, my eyes hurt. Turn the, dim the lights. It hurts your eyes. You go out from darkness into light, and the light hurts. And you like, turn the lights down. I can't see. That's the way they're going to feel about you. But you keep on turning that light on. That's your job, is to turn that light on. All right, anybody have any questions on this? I don't know which one to be. Is it Joyce My- Ruth Joyce, Joyce Myers, or? Yeah, brother. I, there's some, you know, there's some, there's some truth that comes out. I mean, you can get the truth of Jesus Christ, but it's a feminine spirit. I'm not saying that every, that this fem, that these every one of these churches are evil and they're not doing anything for the Lord, because the Lord says you're doing this and another, but you've got this going on in the church. You notice how he gives them, he's saying, you're doing good, but you've got this going on. So we, we need to keep doing what we're doing, but not let that feminine spirit sneak in and let that, that come in. Because I, like I was telling uh, Sister Linda, I had a lady call me up and said, well, you, if I have a gay daughter, and if my gay daughter was coming to your church, she wouldn't feel comfortable. Well, what she's saying is she wants me to make her, her gay daughter feel comfortable in the church. And what I told her is this, I said, well, if I went to a gay bar, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So do you think the gay bar should make me feel comfortable? I go into a gay bar and say, hey, God, y'all, y'all shut everything down. I want to start singing hymns in here, and I want to start glorifying Jesus Christ. Hey, fag, get up there and let's start preaching. You know, it don't work that way. Amen? It don't work that way. I, I'm not telling. I told her she's welcome to come into this church. She's welcome to come in and sit down. Amen? She's welcome. But it, if she wants me to make her feel comfortable, that's her problem. There's a lot of other people in here that feel really, really comfortable. But that's a woman, that's a feminine spirit. Everybody should feel comfortable. Everybody should feel welcome. Everybody should be included. That's a feminine spirit, guys. Everybody should get the trophy. Everybody should get a blue ribbon. That's a feminine spirit. That's not a manly spirit. I'm telling you, it's not. We've got to be careful about that. Yes, Sister Carolyn. Yeah, it is. Sister Carolyn, you had a question there? I don't know if we, I, it probably is, sister, but I don't know what it would be. Well, I hadn't thought, hadn't thought about it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. That's a good point. Yeah. She's saying what Sister Carolyn's saying is that the, there's maybe there's significance to the skull, the feet, the palms, and her hands because Jesus Christ was crucified. When he was crucified, he had it in his palms, his feet. And of course, the, the crown put on his head. So, might, might be why that was all that was left as a testimony. That's a good. That's a good point. Sister. Anybody else have any other questions? Yeah, Madonna was what they what they called. Uh, they would call the Madonna, the Mary. 
see if I, well, I can't, get, it won't go back, there it is. Mary and she, Madonna and child, and then it said. Yeah, Mary and Jesus. Yeah, because that's me writing it. I wrote this, I wrote this down on my transparency, but I, I, I copied this picture off of Google, off an of internet image, and they had put Madonna. And I don't ever call her Madonna. I call her Mary. Because that's who she is. I don't know. Anybody know what Madonna means? Yeah. Madonna has to, Madonna, Madonna has to mean mother. Either in some language or something. I, I'm sorry, guys. I should have studied that up. If somebody's got a phone. Somebody, yeah, amen, brother. If somebody would uh, Google that up, you could probably t- tell you what Madonna means. I think my wife's going to do that. But uh, it'll tell you what Madonna means. Anybody else have any other questions? I wonder why in all the They feed them well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but notice that child is blue. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. I have no idea. I've got a question for you, but it's not on this phone. Okay, go ahead, brother, because we're, we're waiting for... <laughs> well, let's wait till after wait till after Sunday school, brother, and I answer it, so everybody's not involved in that. Well, that is supposed to be involved in it. What, what is it, brother? I want to know who is Adron's son. Right here in verse uh, 26. Exodus 39, verse 26. I'll have it marked. A bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate round about the hem of the robe to minister in as the Lord commanded Moses. I want to know who's Aaron's son. Okay, and they made coats of fine linen and woven work for Aaron and for his sons. Well, Aaron had sons. Well, they, uh, what's their name? I, I don't know off the top of my head, brother. I, don't, I, I assume the Bible names them later, but I'm not 100% sure. Anybody know if Aaron, Aaron's names, the name of Aaron's sons? That was, that, I, that's, uh, uh, I don't think, so. I, you, y'all think of Elihu, the one that uh, ended up getting killed? That was a grandson of Aaron, I believe. I might be wrong. Main, the, main, the name Madonna is an Italian baby name. In Italian, the meaning of the name Madonna is my lady. So Madonna means my lady. It's, a, it's, tied, it's like Madonna is tied to, is, is a root word for madame. Used to signify Virgin Mary or depicting her as the mother. You got to understand what, the, you gotta understand what they, they're saying. When you, well, one thing too, we got to close. See, when you see this picture right here of Mary and the calling her Madonna, they think she's a virgin. And she stayed a virgin. They call her the Virgin Mary. <laughs> Brother, they think that she basically defrauded Joseph, that she never did have any relations with Joseph. And she stayed a virgin, even though the Bible said she had other children. So that's what I'm saying. If you read the Bible, you're not going to stay a Catholic for very long. 
But I'm not trying to pick on anybody's Catholic and trying to hurt their feelings. I just want them to have the truth. Amen. Okay, and if that hurts your feelings, then, you know, correct me. Read the Bible and say, look, right there, Jerry, right there it says Mary was, Mary was a virgin, and she stayed a virgin for the rest of her life. Read that to me. You won't read it. You won't find it. The last time you read Mary is in Acts chapter 1, I believe. Maybe Acts chapter 2. That's it. That's the last time Mary's mentioned ever in the Bible, period. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thanks so much for loving us, taking care of us, Lord. And Father, thank you for your words. And Father, I ask you to help us to grow in grace and knowledge of you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.